your last chance to win today in association with the crew from the Iron Islands Furries and again celebrating 40 years in business up for grabs the Ticket for two, a ferry ticket for two to Rossaville, to any of the islands, or you can take the one from Galway Dock to Inishmore um, via the Cliffs of Moher coming home, which runs from April to September. And a simple question today, couldn't be simpler, but I don't know the answer to it uh, today. On which of the Iron Islands will you find the Plassey shipwreck? If you think you know, just uh, text us to 086 38 33 55 3. My next two guests been thrown in at the deep end and they're out since early morning so they are Suzanne Ryan is the President of Network Ireland and Nina Carberry they've just come from an event which took place in the Murrayview Business and Technical Park in Well Park Suzanne and Nina good morning to both of you good morning thanks good morning, for joining Pete. us uh, today can I pull you a small little bit in there all together um, happy International Women's Day and to you too it's great to be here and it's yeah. great to be out loud and proud as women why wouldn't she? Mm. Why wouldn't she? You had a successful event this morning. We had a fantastic event. We've just come from our breakfast celebration at HID Global there up in the uh, business park and it was fantastic. We had a, a number of speakers and uh, Nina, of course, was the star of the show. Mm. Uh, the theme, as you know, for this year is all about embracing equity. So we talked about how we've come through our lives and our careers in business and as women, as mothers, daughters and uh, how we try to embrace equity in our lives. Mm. Nina, congratulations to you on all you've achieved, by the way. Thank you. Uh, don't say you were down, you came, drove down this morning. No, did you come down last night? No, we had a nice um, night in G Hotel last night, so it was lovely, lovely dinner as well. Did you go to the dinner as well? <laughs> I did. It was a lovely way of just catching up, and it's amazing that I think within a few minutes, and, and I said this when I tweeted it last night, when I met Nina, and I just knew instantly that we were going to get on really well. <laughs> it was we lovely. kind of yeah. talked, we're from very different backgrounds, uh, talked the same language, but very key on you know the future of women we both have two daughters uh, Nina's are much exactly. younger than mine mm-hmm. so you know how we can be out there as role models for them and it's challenging because today we were speaking um, in the first hour it is quite challenging out there um for women currently. I mean, we spoke about Helen McEntee, what she had to fight for to get um, maternity leave. Again, trying to get people into the council so and a dominated council. Take the county council today, there's 32 um, male and there's seven female. Today, there's going to be 32 females and seven male. And it's going to be a far better run council than when it's full of men. Absolutely. We're fortunate enough to have Mayor Clodagh Higgins as our guest this morning. And Clodagh is a great advocate for women in business and politics. And earlier in my in my speech this morning, I spoke about um, Dr. Maureen Gaffney, who's the yeah, esteemed yeah. clinical psychologist. And Maureen recently talked about women in business. And being a woman in business is like walking a tightrope. Because business is tough anyway. But if you're a woman in business, you're walking that tightrope in high heels. And I thought, God, that's really, that really resonates with me. That's a good way of putting it. But also I feel that we're actually also juggling because Uh there are so many aspects and facets in our lives that we're juggling, whether it's home care, whether it's caring for elderly parents, whether it's, you know, and and I spoke this morning about how many of us got up, got dressed, put on our high heels this morning, but also had to arrange school runs, lunches, picks up, put on a load of washing in the washing machine. So there's lots of things that we do. Yeah. Nina, congrats on you to, to what you've achieved. Um, are you watching Dancing with the Stars, by the way? I am, yeah. It's oh, been yeah. Uh, so weird to watch it after being involved with it so much last year. But uh, but you yeah. did us proud. You did very well. You I, won, so you did. But you re- didn't you really embrace it, Suzanne? I seriously, there's some of those moves now. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been able to. Nina talked about some of the moves and, and going through the rigour of it and the resilience that she has as a person. And actually, all that Dancing with the Stars taught you. Yeah, no, that was an incredible experience. Um, the mental 
the mental toughness that, that I feel I needed to get through and it really taught me a lot and uh, it was just the hardest probably thing, I, th- thing I've done ever like give me a Grand really? National any day than going out and really? dancing in front of the whole of Ireland yeah, yeah. definitely so, but I suppose you were in the comfort zone going in Grand Nationals and totally, the success yeah. you had. So you were in full control there. Full control, knew what I was doing and was confident in what I was doing. But going out and learning a With dance no for... no control and you no were control. hoping to do your best. Yeah, like I really was terrified and I couldn't believe how far that my partner had pushed me and how far he got me to where I was in Dance with the Stars. So it was an incredible journey. And has it made you a different person? Most definitely, I wouldn't have been able to do something like that this morning without having the experience of Dancing with the Stars. And really? uh, most definitely not. I was a very, I'm still a very shy person, but I've learned to to push myself and uh, get out there and do it. But like, I'd be a, a shy person outside of a microphone, to be honest. Give me a microphone. I'm not shy. Outside of that, just leave me be myself. You're comfortable. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be driven, 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 yeah? Yeah, I suppose yeah. you have to challenge yourself every day and that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, but you're doing a good job at it though. Thank you. Yeah, you're doing a good job and to, and to be with you last night and again today and to, to get that message, key message out there. And we talked this morning about very often, you know, when you're on that tightrope and Nina talked there about, you know, you're, you're being flung into the public eye there on Dancing with the Stars. And as women, we can often be very quick to criticise other women. So I'm really about the mantra of someone who's shown up and making an effort. We don't know all that's going on in their lives no. or all those balls they're juggling before they started to walk on that tightrope mm. or put on their high heels. So but we have to acknowledge be, and support each other. But the same could be said of anybody because I don't know what happened in your house before you left this morning. I know what happened in our house. There was very little happened because I was on my own for a while. Mm. But like, you don't know what's going on in anybody's life. In Nina's life, mm. your life, John's life, you just don't know. So you have to take it as it comes. Yeah, and it's supposed to, the, the whole theme for today. So if you look at some sectors, Keith, where women are overrepresented and, and not, you know, they're not, it's not equitable. So if we look at even the care sector, you know, the space yeah. that I'm in myself with Home Instead, but of all the unpaid care, so this is people being providing care to whether it's young children or older adults, 75% of the unpaid care is provided for by women. Yeah. That's inequitable. You know, I'm talking about at home now. I'm talking about at home, whether it's minding children, whether it's, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. even the, on, the onus, yeah, the onus on people yeah. to look after yeah. your mum and dad as they're yeah. getting older or when you come in for work that you're probably the primary person that then goes to start making the dinner. But why is that onus not shared? It is, is starting to be shared and I think by but events... But what percentage? Well, as a, at the moment, as I said, it's 75% is, is, provide, is provided by women but hopefully by having events like today we can break down those barriers, yeah. you know, bring <laughs> equity into it. And Nina, would you see that at home as well then? Would you? I don't mean at home home but you know, with, with people that a lot of it falls to you or during, during your Dancing with the Stars then were you still conscious of what had to be done at home? With Most definitely um, yeah there was my girls had to go to school I had to get all the horses out I still have a big yard full of horses as well to look after so I had a full time job well? full time job on top of trying to dance for six hours every evening so a lot fell on my husband actually and thank God he he helped me I wouldn't have been able to do it without him and he he basically put the girls to bed and he he really did and it was very much equal and probably more him do you know and I was obviously trying to concentrate on the dancing so but I have a lot to thank but him you're, for. you're lucky to have that support I was so lucky that's what I mentioned today in my speech I was so lucky support. to have the people around me I wouldn't have been able to achieve what I've achieved without those people so I think that's so important as well to have a network of people around you to support 
Yeah, and what about your your former colleagues um, in in the in the horse racing world? Would they would they look to you now to inspire them if they're stepping down from a career, or would they would they seek advice from you? Are you the the go to person? I don't know, but I'd hope that um, I, it hit me like a bus when I stopped my career. It was something that I always wanted to do was have a family, but you don't think of that winning feeling is going to be gone and that adrenaline rush and that really hit me hard to be honest and um, it was something that um, yeah it was really hard to kind of get myself back up and going again and really I had to start from scratch you have to start from scratch but you mentioned that Grand National and when you cross that line the adrenaline flow and the the puck in the air and and the adoration afterwards and the parade ring and all of that and I don't know much about horse racing but I know what you've achieved Um, have have you got anything as good as that since you left? No, I don't think you'll ever get that. Now, Dancing with Stars definitely did a little bit for me every Sunday night going out there, but that... And um, to win it then, yeah. To win it, yeah, that was amazing. Um, listen, I, I, I buy and sell horses, that's a gamble in itself, so the nervousness of obviously trying to make a profit every year, that's very hard, so that's, that's there's the adrenaline going there, you're trying to make a career out of that as well. And do you still ride your own horses out? I do, yeah, I do. So would you ever go back? No, no, um, I can't go back. I actually have to keep moving forward. So if I go back, that means I'm stepping back. So I need to keep move, moving forward and keep trying new things. So what you need to do is you need to find the, the, the next winner of the Grand National. Yes. Sell that to whoever you sell it to or hold on to it. And yeah. then start that whole thing again. Exactly, yeah. I actually get more of a thrill selling a Gold Cup horse than training one, to be honest. Wow. Yeah. That lovely thing to say. Mm. Not many people are in your position. No, yeah, like, um, oh, I'm so delighted that, like, I'm able to just, I suppose, celebrate International Women's Day and how far yeah. we've come. Like, I know, like, my mum and my mother-in-law, the, what they've gone through, like, the yeah. stories that you'd hear. So, like, we've come so far and I'm just so happy that my little girls, hopefully they'll grow up in a, a more equal world, you know? Yeah. I know when I was born, my mother, well, when my brother was born, 56, she had to give up work. Yeah. That was it. She went back to work in 72. I was 10. But because she had to go back for money. But like, they were tough times back then. So tough. like And and they went on. So Keith, like, Network is is formed just 40 years this year. And I talked about, you know, it being a very different landscape 40 years ago. How in women in business and society, our roles were very, very different. Like the the post-employment or the post-marriage employment ban. Um, You know, how, how we treated women back then. And even of late, you know, how there's probably been inequity with some of the famous health cases where women have had to die, unfortunately, in order to bring some of the health inequality mm-hmm. inequities to, to, to the fore. And one of the things that I think Neil and I are both very passionate about, we both have young daughters, is if you can't see it, you can't be it. Mm-hmm. And how to be role models and not to be afraid and to say, you know, mummy goes to work and daddy goes to work as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we all have to pitch in and do things differently because of those many balls that we're, that we're holding. And because of the cost of living currently, there's two parents and there's education and there's childcare and there's putting food on the table and there's putting fuel in the tank and, you know, there's, there's so many demands now on parents and so many people won't have the privilege of owning their own home moving forward. Yeah, I know. As a society is changing. Yeah. We are dealing with a lot of variables and as we said, you can try and just meet people. And we had a great chat about this last night in connection with how women, how we can engineer our role in society so it's compassionate. Mm. So we have empathy for people. So we're bringing up global citizens who care for others. These ideas of the cut, cutthroat, you know, uh, male-dominated, mm. testosterone-filled days are over. They're there gone. Is a, uh, oh, thankfully they're yeah, gone. Thankfully. 
You they're, know. they're gone. They're gone. But I mean, it's still a tough old slog. You know, it's a tough old... Our women are tough, Keith. Oh, You're looking into it. I have two of them at home as well. <laughs> we give yeah, us but, better. But they have to... I mean, they have to... They have to, f- to fight for what you get. Yeah, I mean, and fight is, is the wrong word, but you have to... You have to be positive compete, in yourself compete. and compete, yeah. yeah. You have to have courage. Two things I would think of, you have to have belief and courage. And often I think that this double-edged sword between imposter syndrome and having self-belief. No, I, I, I would kind of discourage I think if you have belief and courage to go with it and you're getting support as well, I think you can then go that route and, and get to where you want to go, whatever the end goal is for you there. Absolutely. It's I all really it's do. all about belief. It's all about yeah. your networks. It's all about what support you can give to yourself, mm. how you surround yourself. Yeah. Nina spoke about her husband this morning being yeah. a really positive influence and, and yeah. kind of like her own cheerleader. Yeah, like yeah. if you're a negative person, I think there's no point being around negative yeah. people. You need to support that negativity. No. You need to get that positive side yeah. from someone. No, my wife's like that. I mean... I could dare and go in through the front door at night time with something negative because she's bubbly, positive, yeah. colourful. She's an artist. She loves what she does, but she's positive. It, 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 she's always positive. Yeah. So I thereby, think it makes I some have difference. to be positive when yeah. I go home. Which I am most of the time. Am I, Suzanne? Absolutely. You're, you're, you're a very positive <laughs> you know a influence time. and advocate for Galway and you're uh, I love you because you're a true Galwegian. We can talk the talk, but uh, walk the walk as well. And that's what we're here to do today, which is brilliant. Are you a Tony, are you? I'm like, of course I'm a townie. Oh, you're a townie. <laughs> Did you tell Nina what a townie is? <laughs> so, so, so basically, if people would say, when you grow up, they're saying, you'd know somebody was from outside Galway because they'd say to you, are you from the city? And you go, the city? No, I'm from town. <laughs> so I'd be known as a townie. We're townies, so we're townies. So we're kind of brothers in brothers in the hood. So we are. Kindred spirits. Listen, thanks for joining us. Nina, great, great to have you in the studio and congratulations to you on what you've achieved. Thank and you. Your two daughters, your two wonderful daughters. Maybe come to Galway for a weekend. Oh, sure definitely. Where are you going to bring her now? So we're just we're going to do another couple of visits in Galway today and she's already been primed and prepped for trying to give people uh, tips for Chenetham next week. <laughs> so um, Not even I would ask her that. <laughs> no, no, that was, we kind of thought that was a cheeky one at the end, wasn't it? That, they got it out though, no, I'm Suzanne not Suzanne is just trying to make a few bob next week. So <laughs> Guys, thanks for joining us uh, today. Nina Carberry, the wonderful Nina Carberry and the wonderful Suzanne Ryan joining us, uh, President of National Ireland. Uh, thank you to you for joining us uh, today. Yet to come, we've loads more people to uh, join us. Stay tuned. Comment lines are open if you do want to get through to us. Did you want to say something, Suzanne? Suzanne always wants to have the last word. <laughs> no, Keith. No matter what I'm, she's doing. So I'm, I'm, st- I'm still thinking, can we enter that competition? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the Iron Islands. Don't you worry. Thanks for joining us uh, today. Quick commercial break. Back after these. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. I'm gassing away so to people coming in Rod's and lucky at the timings on the clock and otherwise I don't know how security let Joanna Downs in uh, to studio this morning but she sits opposite me today and I'm also joined uh, by Suzanne McLean and I'm also joined indeed uh, by the wonderful Yvonne Joyce uh, who joins us i better start with, the, with you um, Joanne good morning to you how are we? Good morning. How be- wonderful to be. Are you behaving be- yourself on International Women's Day? Because I course, know you're not. Don't I always? Uh, Where have you I, been already this morning? It's, but it's wonderful to be back in the studio with you. I haven't seen you since before COVID, so it's know, wonderful yeah. to see you face to face. That's number one. Security has been very tight here. <laughs> been so relaxed. Been, been relaxed. Been very tight. Listen, just again, we're looking at 
we're looking today at people who are working in charities and you're working. Tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing. Okay, basically it's for National Breast Cancer Research Institute, which as you know is based in the Lamb Institute in University Hospital Galway and it's led by Professor Michael Kern and it's all research based. We are It's run by volunteers, even our chairperson Caroline Lochnan, she's a volunteer, the board of volunteers and you know, I have been 20 years now volunteering, raising funds for mm breast cancer research. Uh, Ethel Fahey, who's out in your waiting area, Ethel has been involved at least 25 years. We have a wonderful Galway committee, but there are committees around the country. You know, there's one in Mayo by Lourdes McHugh, there's the Ping, the golf, play pink, play golf in pink. Uh, but we run various different functions here in Galway City, and I have to say, wonderful committee, as I said. And we have just ran a very successful Valentine Ball uh, for the for the charity. And of course, one of the most amazing things that's happened to us in the last year has been our swim in pink. You know, it was. And have you raised a good bit of money? Uh, Forty-four thousand came in on the uh, swim in pink. So the Galway committee in the last year have brought in almost 100,000 which is just absolutely amazing and uh, of course this stage I'm going to mention our next gig which is on Mother's Day which is the 19th of March is Walking Pink. We would love to develop the Walking Pink the same as we've developed the Swimming Pink Okay, and where will you be walking? Walking anywhere in the country. You can register from, It's we hope to make it a national but in the Galway one it is walking from uh, South Park to the out the to prom. the prom and back, back you know again. at your leisure this is not a marathon this is just walk with your mum on can, Mother's Day where can they get details? Uh, www.walkinpink.ie 20 no, euro you get a beanie hat a beanie hat a beanie hat Stay with us. Um, Suzanne McLean joins me as well. And uh, Suzanne, again, the charity um, that you're, you're involved in, yourself and your husband, came out of a sadness that you've turned into something very positive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Rosabelle's Rooms, we, we established in collaboration with the Irish Hospice Foundation after the sudden death of our little girl, Rosabelle. Um, so we, we established this charity um, on our second birthday. We launched it with mm. the Irish Hospice. And I suppose... It's evolved a lot over the last few years, I think, um, initially. And I think when people hear Rosebud's Rooms, people think about bereavement suites in hospitals. But um, while that's still on our agenda, we've we've really moved towards providing direct financial and therapeutic support to bereaved families. Um, so through our Room to Heal Fund, we provide families with um, enough finance to take a reasonable time off work after the loss of a child or help with funeral costs or whatever their needs might be and um, we also provide therapy for families as well bereaved by child loss. And you, you'd know from your professional career about therapy and the goes yeah. it, you know from your own personal experience what needs to be done at that time and the time that needs to be taken out. So it's it, I used the word organic earlier on but it's, it really has the charity has become very organically yeah. uh, organically working very well together because mm. you wouldn't want anybody else to go through the journey you went through but if they are you're there for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is very organic. It's very, it's kind of very homegrown, really. Is, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a Galway based um, charity, but it's a national initiative. So I suppose Rosabel, while she's half Dublin, she's a Galway girl, really. Mm-hmm. And had it not been for the kindness of the people in Galway, we couldn't have ever really got the charity off the ground. Um, like while we're we're we work under the Irish Hospice umbrella, but. We do all our own fundraising, so yeah. it's really 
obviously myself and my husband and our network of friends. It's a, a social network, really. Which is a massive network of friends. <laughs> yeah. Really, I mean. We're wonderful friends and we couldn't really, we couldn't do it without them. I mean, we'd have some some um, some regular supporters like, you know, um, Roy Gibson from Advertise and uh, Roy and Lisa and Rory and Therese from Sound to Light. People like that. Smiths have come on board now for Rosabelle's Ball. Yeah. Um, which is happening on her sixth anniversary weekend, actually on the twenty second of April. Sixth anniversary. Yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it? Where did yeah. that six years you know, go? To? Yeah, yeah. It's what date is it on? It's on on Saturday, twenty second of April in the Hardman. So that'll be a wonderful event. Um, we've Caroline Downey organising it from <laughs> Carrie Duay PR, who's a great friend of myself and Johanna. So um, yeah, it, it it should be a beautiful event, and I, I mean, we really do need to to up our game in terms of fundraising because um, I know everyone's sick hearing about COVID but it really did impact us course, and it, yeah. it does impact small charities it really it really did so yeah. we need to get back out there if we want to keep um, our our project and Roosevelt's legacy yeah. live You've some very good people around just stay with me you if do. you don't mind Thank I want you. to go to uh, my next guest who's uh, snugly in the middle of the of the two of you um, <laughs> there who joined us a couple of weeks ago. Yvonne Joyce uh, worked with Gola Simon and she joined us uh, from Epilepsy Ireland a few weeks ago as well. Do you know what? You're between two very powerful women there, so be yes, very careful. I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit <laughs> nervous. <laughs> don't, don't be nervous. Now, you told us your story as well, but uh, and you told us at the time that you were working with um, Gola Simon. Again, another charity that's. Um, yeah. There's, there's a, I mean, you've got a, a female chief executive and everything, Karen Golden. Yeah, so a great yeah, bunch of people though as well. They're like you really see kindness when you when you in Simon community, um, the, the dedication these women have, especially to their jobs, and you can see that they really care and really want to help the homeless or prevent homelessness. Mm. Yeah, and you work very closely as well with Epilepsy Ireland because you yes. came in a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'd be a media volunteer for Epilepsy Ireland, so I'm always pushing up facts about epilepsy and my own epilepsy to try share more awareness because there's a lot more to epilepsy than just a seizure. Mm. You know, there's anxiety, there's guilt, embarrassment, there's all these different and side effects to medication. There's all this other stuff to it. <laughs> In the epilepsy we, we got a massive response to your piece oh really we did yeah oh great so <laughs> many people said that it just gave them it gave them the the go to yeah. get up and make a phone call and and deal with it and and come out and not be afraid to go for a walk or otherwise yeah yeah that's brilliant that's i think we got about 10 calls about it really oh, yeah just great. saying it gave them <laughs> courage was a word that came out in a lot of those calls oh great courage to get up and courage to to move about again yeah yeah exactly. so are you enjoying International Women's Day now? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really want yeah, to be spread awareness about epilepsy. And I even had a lot of people write to me after I spoke the last day. Did you? Know, you? Yeah, I did on Instagram. Um, just some people about their own epilepsy and how it kind of made them feel better that we had, you know, similar stories, you mm. know, or similar feelings. So they weren't as isolated anymore, mm. you know. Well, I brought your story home to my wife oh, who has yeah. epilepsy and the two of you had the same so yeah, the two of you had the same same, same, uh, same symptoms same, yeah. from, from where it came from uh, but you could give me information that I give her that she's going to ring you and all that type of stuff yeah. and it's that kind of knowledge that's needed out there be it with Joanne be it with, with whatever charity we're talking about today it, it, need, it needs people to be a part of it Yeah. go on the journey like I was diagnosed nearly 15 years ago 
and I only reached out to Epilepsy Ireland in 2020. So I completely isolated myself and didn't speak to anyone. And I was so angry and just thought I'm Why the me? only one. Yeah. yeah, no one knows what I'm going through. And once I did reach out, like the relief off my shoulders to hear other people are going through what I'm going through and similar stories. I felt a hundred times better. So I really think anyone... Because you've shared it. Yeah. Anyone yeah. newly diagnosed or just hasn't reached out, I really think you should and they will feel better. Mm. Definitely. Well, you're between... You know, yeah. the, do you know the way you're in, a, in a playing field you've got two posts so you have and the crossbar we've got two strong posts here mm-hmm. and you're the crossbar and I can see the, the three of you having a coffee someday. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> you, you have a good future so you have. Joanne, now if you get in before... <laughs> <laughs> if you recruit her before Suzanne does there's going to be a problem you know that now what an absolutely <laughs> wonderful inspiring young lady she is yeah well done oh, thank you so you much. know really that's why we invite her in today you have a lot you know people have a lot to learn from you and that's that's just incredible no she, yeah, tells, she tells a great story it is oh. and it, charities giving uh, well I love giving and I know Suzanne you do and I think that giving it gives me more pleasure than actually getting and receiving but you and give I, a lot you give a lot but I enjoy it I you know? know you do but I remember talking to you when you were a nurse in the renal ward in University Hospital Galway and you were helping people men who had problems uh, with your colleague yeah and you were I could ring you and you'd say, yeah, send them up to me. So you're always giving. You've been giving all your life. But it, it, I, don't, I don't think that I'm giving, but because I enjoy, it, it gives me great satisfaction if somebody rings me up and says, Johanna, I have a problem. And I say, okay, let's sort it. Let's see where we go from here mm. and start at the beginning. And then we have a solution or we don't have a solution. It, it may not always have yeah, a solution. You can't fix but everything. There yeah. was just something really uncanny yesterday. I was going to the Hardyman, you know, for uh, breakfast for International Women's Day. And I was in the car park by the Hardyman and I'm looking to where in the name of God do I pay? And there's this lovely lady that was looking around and I said, are you going to the Hardyman? She said, yes. She said, come on. She said, we'll work this QR code out together. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, this is wonderful. It's two women going to the breakfast who we'd never met before. We help one another. As we're walking along, I happened to mention that I fundraise for breast cancer research and she said, thank you, she said. I was diagnosed three years ago and thanks to the research, I am really doing well. And I thought it was an uncanny situation. International women helping one another and then she has breast cancer. Mm. And I mentioned about research and (laughs) research is the way we have to go. And listen to me, the... um did you get? Did you stick together then, going into Claude Higgins? As we well? actually didn't because you lost, the, you lost I lost her. Because you talked because to she was in UL, and I thought, my goodness, I have lost contact. <laughs> Listen, guys, but you know, maybe she might hear this radio program and come back on. No, because somebody that knew me and she said, "Oh, Johanna," you know, sort mm. of welcome me, and I kind of lost the lady, which was a shame because there was a huge crowd there. Yeah, but you'll find her mm, but I do want well, to thank HID for this morning because yeah. they today they did it in aid of NBCRI good, good, which good, was wonderful good. and you had Nina Carberry in here wonderful speaker you know so much so we're hopefully so going to grab her as a guest speaker for one of our functions in the coming you know we never lose an opportunity all right, guys, listen, thanks for joining us. And so your event now is... International, the 
what do you call it, Mother's Day, Sunday the 19th of March, uh, 10 leaving South Park at 10.30am just to walk the prom. But you you have to have registered before and it's €20 Euro to register on www.walkinpink.ie and you'll get your beanie sent out to you. They will be posted out during the week. And uh, again, Suzanne, come back to you. 22nd of April, Caroline Downey's putting it together and it's in the Hardiman Hotel. Roosevelt Ball, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they, they can get to, yeah. to get some there. And then, and then later in the year, Keith, I think the Galway People of the Year Awards, Roosevelt's Rooms are the chosen charity for that. So that's one to look out for. And um, Good stuff. Yeah, and, and any, at any time, if anybody wants to support at a smaller level, they can text Roosevelt mm-hmm. to 50300. 50300. Uh, thank, thank you, you. for joining us uh, today. Joanna on one side, Suzanne on the other. And in the middle, sandwiched in the middle, Yvonne Joyce. Uh, <laughs> great. You know, she, she is powerful. She really is. Let's take a short commercial break. We're back just after these. It's, oh, sorry. You always know more than Suzanne Ryan. <laughs> this you is want, private for you. you so <laughs> turn me off. You just, you always want to have the last word. You want me to turn you off? Because I want to talk to you. I, I, well, I basically, I want to offer my deepest sympathy to you on the death of your mom. Oh, thank you. You know, no matter how old we are, when we lose our mom, it's not nice. And, no, it's you not, know, but she's in a better place, I think, yeah, right now. I believe so. So, But anyway, I just I wanted to offer you my condolences. Well, I'm glad I didn't turn the microphone off. You. All right. Because they'd be right, rushing I, out the door. So they <laughs> Who's next coming in? Listen, guys, thanks for joining us uh, today. Uh, 10.39, we're with you. It's International Women's Day. We're with you right through until uh, 12 midday. Yet to come, Claire Malloy joins us. Olivia Divoli joins us, Patricia Hines joins us, Olive Lachnan joins us, and much more between now and uh, 12 midday. Also, don't forget, on this coming Friday, we're coming to you live from Wildlands in my column with Community Matters. And boys, oh boys, do we have a line up there. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Now, very good morning to you. The owner of Ballybrit-based uh, Grow Chocolates, Gronia Mullins, has been named as the prestigious Forbes 30 Under 30 list. The global list notes 30 leading young innovators, entrepreneurs and leaders. And uh, Gronia, an award-winning pastry chef and founder of Grow Chocolates, is one of the six Irish people to make the latest update of uh, the list. She was speaking earlier today to our colleague David Nevin, and this is it. I am actually in shock. So I got the email yesterday morning and I was just glancing through my phone and this email popped up and it said, welcome to Forbes 30 under 30. And I started reading the text and it went blurry. I had to actually read it three times and I still didn't even know it was written except for the fact that it said welcome. So uh, I've been in absolute shock since yesterday, but absolutely over the moon. And I'm just so thrilled that all the hard work uh, that myself and the team have put in, um, I kind of being recognised so yeah it's great and I mean uh, your venture Grow Chocolates um, Grania. I mean this started in a shed uh, a couple of years ago and it just turned into a, a chocolate empire uh, very quickly I suppose t- talk me through where it all began and how it got to where it is now yeah it was such an incredible journey so I suppose it started even before that it started I worked as a pastry chef for over 10 years in fine dining and Michelin star restaurants so I had that experience beforehand and then when lockdown hit I didn't really know what to do with myself so I just made one thing I made a treat for all my friends and family I made them hand-painted easter eggs and from there loads of people started reaching out I posted them on social media people wanted to buy them and I thought this could be a business so I launched in July 2020. We had an incredible launch. um, And from there, the business has just continued to grow. So my parents very kindly let me take over the house. So firstly, I set up our kitchen counter was 
the first space I used to make the chocolates in and then advanced from there they allowed me to turn um, one of our sheds in the back garden into a chocolate factory so I was there for a further year and a half and then last summer we moved into a bigger space in Ballybrit where we now have um, a much bigger a 300 square metre chocolate factory um, so it's incredible really to see the business grow um, as fast as it did and to be able to create employment within Galway is absolutely outstanding. And I mean, as you said, Grania, like this grew so quickly and I, I know you won't want to give away trade secrets or anything, but like when we talk about chocolate, I mean, you can walk into a shop and there's 50, 100, 200 different kinds of chocolate, you know, you can buy anywhere. What do you think sets your product apart? Well, definitely that they're quite unique to look at. So they not only look visually beautiful because they're all hand-painted, but also the work that goes inside and making the flavours absolutely delicious. So because I worked as a pastry chef, flavour is number one priority for me. And I we make everything from scratch. We get the hazelnuts in to make our hazelnut praline. We get fresh fruits in to make our compots and our jams and our fillings. We just do everything from scratch and we're using Irish local ingredients wherever possible. So we're all, we know we're always getting the finest quality of chocolate ingredients. Everything that goes into it is done with so much love, care and attention to give the consumer the best experience and a, and a new chocolate experience like they've never had before. And where, 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 does the, where, where would you say the biggest demand comes from? Um, you know, would it be kind of domestically or is there a big international audience or what would you say? We have a few um, customers throughout the world so we can ship to anywhere in Europe. You can just order on the website and we ship out. But it, our main customers are here in Ireland. Um, so it's absolutely fantastic. We have a lot of people that buy for gifts. Um, so they buy in, and which is so special for me to think that our beautiful chocolates are being used to celebrate a special moment or mark uh, an engagement or a birthday party or whatever that special moment is. So it's really, it's really amazing to see how people use our chocolates to celebrate their own moments and to, to be a part of that is such an honour. And of course, you know, being featured on the Forbes 30 Under 30, I mean, it's a tremendous personal achievement um, and for the business too, but it really shines a massive international spotlight on, on uh, Graw Chocolates as well. It absolutely does, which is so incredible. And we really hope we'd love to start expanding out throughout Europe, maybe into the UK. So we are really trying to push on that. And this could be a huge monumental moment in pushing towards that. It gives us an incredible platform to now kind of grow the brand a bit further. And it's also a great the fact that we're using Irish language throughout the packaging on the box. Gras chocolates, of course, means love chocolate. So to have those little things, I think people always associate with it and know that it is Irish product and if we get those that little bit of Gael gets spread throughout the country or a few countries wouldn't it be absolutely incredible as well yeah yeah sure would um if we go back to the very start of this Grania for a moment and you know you said this all kind of started in lockdown in 2020 when kind of everything just kind of froze and you didn't quite know what to do with yourself you know, but you went for it and it just turned into such a fantastic success story. For anyone listening, you know, any female entrepreneurs out there who maybe have an idea, what kind of advice would you give them? Well, I, my motto that I always go by is dream it, believe it, achieve it. So just those simple things. We all have our dreams and our aims in life. And when we really believe in ourselves and trust that we can achieve them, you will get the final result. So I think really believing in themselves, trusting that they are going along the right path and pushing themselves towards that. And you'll be the person that drives yourself forward um, to achieve these things because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. So I think that is really, really important. That's what I would always say to everyone. 
And of course, there's always that sense as well that if you don't go for something, um, you may regret it for the rest of your life. You'll always wonder, could that have worked? Exactly, because you lose nothing from trying, you only learn. So even when I set up Grot Chocolates, I wasn't sure <laughs> if people would even buy, if they would purchase, but they did. And going into that, and that fear, in that moment of uncertainty, I just thought about how, what have I learned up to now? What would I lose if it didn't work? And when you really write those things down or really recognize exactly what those things are, you realize you have very little to lose. And it's more about putting yourself out there and appreciating the moment and just going for it. And yeah, life, life is incredible and it will take you on the path that you need to go on. Well done to, uh, that's, what a wonderful story. Thanks to David Nevin. He's been uh, covering that for us and did that for us earlier on while we were on air. Uh, the owner of Bally Britpace Grow Chocolates, Gronia Mullins, uh, into the prestigious Forbes 30 under 30 list. Wow. Congratulations, Gronia. Well done to you, Gronia Mullins. And uh, from humble beginnings, but from day dot that she started uh, Grow Chocolates, she got it right. And she was doing it from the family home, the, the farmhouse. And now she's in that purpose-built uh, building in uh, Ballybrit. Congratulations to Lucy McDonough of uh, Ballinamona, Ballyglunin. Uh, you're heading to the Iron Islands. You can either go from Galway, courtesy of the team in Iron Island Ferries, and you can get details uh, from their website, or you can go from Rossaville to any of the islands. Congratulations to you. Lucy McDonough, Ballinamona, uh, Ballyglunin, uh, congratulations to you. Um, now, though, let me go to Patricia Hines, who joins me on the line. We're going to give you a chance, by the way, to win a pair of tickets uh, to go along to Castlebar Musical and Dramatic Society, of which Don Morley is the star. Uh, all shook up. We'll give you a chance to win those between now and 11. Uh, Patricia, good morning to you. How are you today? Uh, very good morning to you, Keith. I'm very well, thank Thanks. you. And we have lots of jobs in offer this morning, Keith. First up, we have a vacancy for a stonemason, a block layer for a construction company in Randstone. Now, this particular job will involve laying blocks and doing the restoration on old stone houses and completing the restoration on existing houses and laying new stonework to match the existing walls. And these positions will actually be in different uh, locations around Galway itself. Next up, we have a number of roles for retail sales advisors with a luxury home store brand here in the city. Now, any applicants thinking of applying should have experience in retail or a customer-facing role, ability to communicate effectively with customers and also have cash handling experience. Also this morning, Keith, we're looking to recruit an electrical quantity surveyor for an engineering company in Galway. Applicants should have a minimum of four years plus years of quantity surveying experience on electrical projects, have a third level qualification in construction economics, quantity surveying, and also with a technical background as either an electrician or an electrical engineer, and experience working on electrical value projects in excess of four million. Now, out in the Churm Road, we have a position for a moulding technician, a moulding technician rather, for a moulding tool company here in the city. This particular job will involve starting up and shutting down of injection moulding machines and performing mould changeovers and setup. Also, troubleshooting and resolving issues. Now, this is a permanent full time job and a 39 hour week. Back to the city where we are looking for a seamstress for a tailoring and alteration company here in the city. The ideal candidate would have a minimum 
minimum of three years experience working in a similar environment and be proficient in the use of industrial sewing machines and spoken English is an advantage. We're also looking for a restaurant manager this morning, Keith, and applicants should have a strong passion for culinary excellence, wine, knowledge and professional service. Applicants should also have a minimum of five years experience working in the hospitality sector as a business manager. And last up for call out this morning, Keith, we have a vacancy for a full-time painter with the company here in the city and applicants should have experience and also have safe pass. As always, Keith, application for all our jobs this morning and indeed as many more we have available can be made by logging on to jobsireland.ie and for any companies or employers out there that are looking to recruit and require support or assistance, please do make sure you get in contact with us and we can support the recruitment of your vacancies at no cost. And Keith, you'll find all our details on jobsireland.ie. Thanks, Patricia. Have a good and safe weekend. Thanks for joining us uh, today. We're joined in studio uh, by a very special guest, indeed, to be well known to you. His name is Dean Hyde, and he's part of the Castlebar uh, Musical and Dramatic Society. And they're presenting All Shook Up, and they're running from uh, tomorrow until Saturday, and they have a matinee on Saturday. And um, Dean joins me in studio uh, this morning, Dean. Good morning to you, yeah. aka John Morley. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, was I going to have to do my Dean Hyde accent there? I don't, no. <laughs> don't know. Which. So, uh, do we now call you John Morley, producer, or Dean Hyde as superstar? You of, can uh, call me whatever you want, Keith. Only you, though. Only you. Only you. Yeah. yeah. Listen, all shook up. It's a big production for Castlebar Music and Dramatic Society. Yeah, it's huge, Keith. We put a lot of work into it. Um, started rehearsals around the same time I started here back last November, so I've been commuting uh, back across the border to Mayo to do it. But uh, it's a huge production anyone who's familiar with the, the musical it's actually got nothing to do with Elvis really all his songs have been adapted for it it's kind of if you, if you know Mamma Mia and how yeah, they adapted yeah, yeah. Abba's music this is the same thing here so it's a kind of bizarre storyline lots of different love triangles uh, my character Dean Hyde he's the son of the mayor he falls in love at first sight with the young girl and they're kind of the only a couple in the musical that aren't a triangle so they're like the pure unconditional love and all the, the, the storyline goes from there lots of different love triangles and great music as well with Elvis on the way um, now if you like Elvis sang Elvis it's a bit different it's a lot higher so I'd probably prefer if it was in Elvis's key but I'm up very high so we have to contend with that as well but it's a, it's a comedy musical it's a good bit of crack and um, it's going well we had a dress rehearsal last night it's going well huge amount of work and are you hoping for awards out of this? Oh, I don't know, Keith. Um, <laughs> you want to get through to Saturday night well, first. I, I, yeah, we'll get through to Saturday first. Uh, I am going to the Ames Awards down there. I think our, our colleague Ronan Lardner is going as well because he's involved in different societies as well. So I think it's more for so for the crack I'm going there. But you never know what will happen. You never know what will happen. And again, where can they get tickets? Now, the, perform- the evening performance is 8 o'clock, uh, Thursday, Friday and uh, Saturday. Yeah. And then there's a performance. I like this one. I said mm. it during the week. Relaxed, sensory-friendly performance at 2 p.m. on Saturday. And, you know, it's a, it's a first for the TF, um, Keith. And it's one of the first, I think, this side of the Shannon, really, that there would be the sensory performance at 2 o'clock for the matinee. And what that means is it's to make the show accessible for people who might have disabilities, whether that be autism or, or for young kids and families or people just they might be visually impaired so they, the lights be kept on it's a very different kind of performance technically that way so that people can enjoy so the, the show the in the theatre will be left on left on so there'll be no actual blackout no on stage darkness. that kind of stuff is, is the content then the loudness and all that stays it's, as is well it's, a, it's adapted as well to, to suit that as well so we, we actually had um, a woman from Mayo Autism in last night to the dress rehearsal and she was advising on how 
what different changes will have to be uh, for that sensory performance. So I think it's a nice one. It's inclusive and, and it'll be good for anyone who, who would like that type of a show. Now you want to give away a pair of tickets and they can text us to 086 38 33 55 3 and what they must do is give us a synopsis when they go there of how John Morley did go on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just text in there. Uh, we'll give you a pair of tickets for whatever night you want uh, or even the matinee. So that's uh, Thursday, Friday and two shows on the Saturday. 8 o'clock for the evening shows and 2 o'clock for the matinee on Saturday. All right, good to see my niece opposite John Morley, somebody said there. So, oh, all right. Uh, and, and her aunt wants to uh, em, win Emma tickets. Daly, it must be her auntie, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Let's head towards news, John. We'll remind them again. Pair of tickets up for grabs at 086 38 33 Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you.